been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode 59 of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm your host, Gene, and we want to thank you for taking this magical journey with us. You know what, guys? We're going to be doing a different episode today. It's not going to be the whole crew. It's just going to be me. We're not going to have any news, any Disney Plus info, no topics. Today, we're going to do a bunch of Most Magical 5 interviews. Uh, we wanted to do a special episode with our now launching over to YouTube. So this is going to be a special episode where we're going to speak to a bunch of our, our Disney friends. About six or seven of them, and we'll be talking about their most magical five different aspects of the, of, of Disney. Some people are going to talk about their most magical five resorts. Some are going to talk about their most magical five rides, dining options. We're going to even have someone that's going to talk about their most magical five bathrooms in all of Disney. So stick around. We're going to have a lot of fun, and uh, let's get right into it. It's the most magical five. Okay, so that brings us to another edition of The Most Magical Five, and joining us this week is Casey from Casey's Corners, uh, the podcast. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good, Gene. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, your your story is very inspiring. Your Instagram is very, very inspiring. Very healthy eating, living a healthy lifestyle. Uh, something that I'm trying to do now that I've finally gotten down to, to Florida. So it's, uh, you know, just to see your story is, is pretty is pretty cool. So, before we get into your most magical, let's talk about, you know, tell us a little bit about how you got started with the podcast and stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I have always been a Disney girl. I mean, I always say that I was raised Disney um, because we would go down there every year. My mom's nickname is Disney Deb. And I loved everything about just being in the most magical place on earth. And, you know, I had the opportunity as a kid starting at 10 years old to work for Radio Disney. I hosted a talk show on Radio Disney where I would interview celebrities when they came into Boston. That's where I was living at the time. And I had the chance to talk with like 98 Degrees, Jessica Simpson, Destiny's Child, like all these, you know, everyone who was lining my Teen Bop magazine (laughs) at the age of 10 to, let's see, I did it from 10 to 16. And then at 16, I like, I like aged out, right? Because it's Disney. (laughs) So they're like, you're a teenager now. See ya. No. um, So Disney has always been really in my blood. And it's weird. It's where I got bitten by that bug of interviewing people and just talking to people and sharing stories and observing and asking questions. And fast forward to 2020, where I was let go of my job working for a celebrity chef as his brand manager. Um, I was working for Wolfgang Puck and the, you know, the entire marketing team just kind of dissipated, unfortunately, with the whole global situation. And I was, we moved into a new home and I'm sitting here and my daughter started going back to school, back to preschool. My husband's working every day. And I'm like, you know, those excuses that I had of not following my dreams to have my own talk show, all those excuses are gone. I have no other, I have no excuses not to do this and not to try. And over the years, I've been super active on social media. 
Um, it was a big part of my job previously. So I always just, you know, would test things out on my own platform and see what worked and started to build a community and build an audience. And I'm someone who always struggled with food, with my love affair of food, but then my struggle with how the food loved my body or how it didn't love my body. And, you know, I just, I kind of just started to share all of that on on my platform, which is Once Upon a Pot on Instagram. And I started sharing kind of transformations of once I started to incorporate healthier foods and a healthier lifestyle and working out and supplements that I found. And I realized that, you know, the people who started following me originally for this pixie dusted life of going to the parks and everything, well, the parks are shut down now in the middle of 2020. I'm sharing what I'm doing, which is really just trying to take care of myself. And the only thing I could control was what I was eating and how I was working out. And that community started to formulate, which was awesome. So so really, it was just kind of finding a way to put together all of these things that I was sharing and that I loved. And it was a way to kind of create this talk show that existed in my head and that I always wanted to have. And like I said, there was no reason, there was no reason not to try to do this talk show. And what's really cool is that I would start asking people to be on it and I haven't gotten a no, which is like, maybe I've been ghosted by a few people who just don't respond, but like, I haven't gotten a no, which is really cool. Uh, So that's been, that's been kind of where it started and how it evolved and where it is now. So, you know, I, I found the same thing. I found like this community is, is really just a tremendous community and the same thing. Nobody's ever really said no. Cause I think they, I think a lot of the people that, that are doing this are on the higher end too. kind of respect. They we're we're at that, that, that spot where they know what it's like to start out and stuff. And so, yeah, like, totally. I, like you said, I might've gotten ghosted a few times, like no, you know, or like, you know, left on red a couple of times, but for the most part, yeah. no one's ever given me a, um, a, a bad reason to say no, I, I, you know, and I, and that's actually, I know you've actually had some cool guests on. We've had some of the same guests. Mangelo has been on here and he's been on you as he's well. He's the and best. He, he is the best. <laughs> and he was one of my inspirations because he comes same. from the same him and and and, mm-hmm. and um John Sakari, Big Fat Panda. They come yep. from you know New York, New Jersey. And you know, yeah. uh Panda came, he lived maybe 20 minutes from me. He grew up 20 minutes from me. So to see them do it, oh, it's cool. like it's it was super inspiring to say, you know what, this can this is something that can be done. So and and God bless them because they, they've always been super uh supportive of everything we got going on and, and just and just super nice. And um, but yeah, I, it, that's what's one of the cool things about it with this community is for the most part, I think 90% of them really do believe that old phrase of community over competition. And yes, that's what yes. makes it fun to do to be able to get to meet so many incredible people that have the same way of thinking and and they they you know, there's people that love Disney and there's people that live Disney. When you find the people that live Disney, those are your people. <laughs> yeah, you know? totally. And it's been such a blessing. So, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, a healthy lifestyle with Disney, which is hard, but it's doable. Like, that's the one thing. Yeah. I don't think people realize how how much you can do it. And mm-hmm. it is also the thought of, all right, do it in moderation. I've still, I saw uh, your post earlier today where you were talking about somebody you still need a doll with and somebody you still need a pretzel. And that's true. Yeah. Now, and, and with me, I've always had my issues with food because I'm an emotional eater, meaning when I'm in a, in a great mood, I want to eat. And when I'm in a bad mood, mm-hmm. I want to eat. And then sometimes in between, I, you know, I, I love food. Um, I'm a foodie. And, um, same thing. Sometimes food just doesn't love me back the same way. So, uh, but this is, I think, a really, a really helpful um, topic because you got a lot of people that come down here to or go or to Disneyland, Disney World, and they say, "Well, you know what? I'll have to put my diet on hold for the week, or I'll have to change my, you know." And you don't really have to. There's still things you can eat mm. that you can still have a that are going to be delicious. 
and you're still going to be able to maintain a healthy way of eating. And I think some people lose sight of that. Even I do sometimes, even, even I do where I'm like, uh, you know, I, but if you, if you really think about it, there is, and I think that's what this will be so helpful for. So, um, so let's get into it. What would be your number five on that list of, of places to go to get a healthy meal at Disney? So, I mean, but like what you said, I want to just make sure that it's clear that this totally is all about balance. I mean, mm-hmm. Hakuna Matata, bare necessities, put away your troubles and your strife, right? Like when you're in Disney, that is what it's about. You mm-hmm. are not there to dwell on anything and whether yep. that be the amount of calories you're consuming. But the other the other side of that is, is when you put good food in your body, your body will feel good. Mm-hmm. So rather than being run down by a churro or run down by, you know, fries, there are so many options in Disney that really will kind of help your energy Stay the way that it should be for a full day if you're rope dropping to fireworks, right? Yep. <laughs> so one of the easiest ways to stay healthy in a park is when you're going up to those lovely little ice cream stands, right? And you see the Mickey Magic Bar or you see the Toll House chocolate chip cookie sandwich. There's always also going to be a chocolate covered frozen banana mm-hmm. at these at these stops. And when you're there, that's why I always it's so hard to restrict yourself and to deny yourself because you end up binging later, right? Yeah, like, that's true. so if, if you and your friends are heading up to the ice cream car or you're with your kids and they all want something, don't make it, don't make yourself feel like you have to deprive yourself. There's always going to be an option there. Mm-hmm. There's also so many stands. And this is why like number five is kind of like just all the fruit stands and all the different carts where there are options like protein packs, whole fruits, pickles. There's so many different options you can find that it's kind of hard to find an excuse not to. Exactly. You know, like if exactly. you really want to, you can make this happen. So number five was really just kind of the, how to do it around the ice cream carts and the snacks shops and things like that. All right. So what do you have for uh, number four? Okay. Number four is for me, full caveat here, when I pick the Disney World, because I'm doing both Disneyland and Disney World for you. Mm-hmm. Disney World, I haven't been there since pre-COVID. So I know a lot of things have changed. So this is just kind of my overall way (laughs) to make these things work. And at least from what my experience has been in the past. So number four for me is actually Cape May at Beach Club because they have a really great seafood spread. They have a great carving station. And really this kind of encompasses all of those, I'm sure, newly transformed buffet situations or uh, family style meals now because there's always some sort of carving station option, some sort of protein that's going to come to the table. Ohana does a great job of this too because Mm -hmm. I know a lot of things have lots sauces and everything. But if there's something Disney is great at, it is accommodating you no matter what your requirements are or what your uh, needs are. And that even goes down to food, right? So if you just say like, listen, I really would love the steak skewers or something from Ohana, they'll bring it to you without the sauce. You just let them know. You just have to be, you know, some people are a little intimidated or they don't want to bother anyone, but this is a way that you can help keep your body healthy and keep your body on track they're totally going to accommodate you. So I would mm-hmm. say, you know, Cape May is one of my favorites for sure, but buffets and family style meals in general, there's really easy ways to stay on track there too. All right. So number three. Okay. So number three, you're going to have to uh, get your patootie over here to Disneyland and come check out in Adventureland Bengal Barbecue. Have you been? Have you been? No, I haven't been to Disneyland in about 18 years, but okay. everyone that I know that's a Disneylander says I have to get the Bengal Barbecue because they, they right? get really good skewers. 
everybody like it I literally is. must have heard Bengal Bengal barbecue has been something that's for like the past like three weeks I've heard about like about a million times everyone's like you gotta try it you gotta try it so I'll hopefully be out there in the winter of 2022 okay I that's a that's a must do for me is Bengal barbecue yeah it's just really good and again same thing if you want accommodations to not have a certain sauce on it because the sauces are pretty you know sugary and they have added sweeteners that if you're trying to stay low carb or whatever to stay mm-hmm. away from but it's just it's a nice wholesome kind of feeling meal where again great protein they serve it with um white rice and like a slaw but you can always have double slaw if you're not eating rice or however you Mm -hmm. need it to work they have straight vegetable skewers as well so lots of options there i always try to mobile order on my way grab a skewer grab a dole whip as you beeline through adventureland because I don't know. Listen, Walt, <laughs> you did not. Walt and your pals did not really pave that that journey over there. The pathway over there is so narrow and so congested. So you have to mobile order, know where you're going, get your things, and get out of there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I I'm dying to try that Bengal barbecue. Everyone's raved about it for me, so I'm looking forward to that. So where do we go for number two? Okay, so number two, you can actually enjoy it down in Walt Disney World. While I have it here in Disneyland, because we both have a Galaxy's Edge, Mm. we can both hang out in Batu and go to Docking Bay 7. Okay. Because, you know what? I think that Disney is just, they're getting it. They are finally getting it. They are not hung up on making sure every quick service has some sort of fried food option. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as a kudo to all of us, America's palates are evolving as well and not, you know, stuck in that kind of pizza, chicken fingers, corn dogs mentality, though your girl loves a corn dog. Um, <laughs> that I think, you know, Docking Bay 7 just, they have so many really good options with, they have like a fried, quote unquote, fried chicken dish. The, is that the yip yap, right? But it's not a super heavy, greasy fried batter. It's a really nice piece of chicken. Their vegetable side dishes that they accommodate everything with or accompany everything with are really, really good. Their chicken salad with, you know, pizzas inside and the dried yellow raisins and things like that. They just, they've been doing a really good job of elevating their quick service food and taking it to another galaxy. I just have to get super corny there. Knocking it out of this world. I don't know. Let's see how many more stupid puns I can come up with. <laughs> no, you're right, though. I feel like, especially there's, and, and that one in particular, and a couple of other places too. It's like, and it's kind of like what I was saying before. They they know how to make food that you wouldn't think would be fun. They can still make it creative where it is still. Like, you know, you think, oh, well, you know, if it's going to, you know, if it's not going to be super fried and it's just going to be like a regular piece of chicken, how they're going to be. No, but there's so many things that they do to it. Like you said, like the adding the, 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 the yellow raisins and, and the papitas yeah. and stuff like like there's so many different things that they're so creative and tasty at the same time. So it's not like you're just eating a piece of, of baked chicken and you know, it, it, it's going to be, it's still going to be good. The stuff that they're going to do to it, that's going to be healthy, but also fun to eat at the same time. Absolutely. All right. So now we have the number one most magical place to get a healthy dish in Disney. And it is what? All right. We're heading over to Disney's animal kingdom. We're going left. <laughs> I know <laughs> where you're going. Heading, you know where I'm going? We're I... heading into Pandora. <laughs> And we're stopping at Satula Canteen. Love it. That's. I know. I love your excitement. I'm here for the excitement. I mean, it's one of those restaurants or one of those quick service and really just like anywhere on property for me that I'm like, yes, you got it. You figure it out. One know what's so funny is that I actually, before my first trip to Pandora, I listened to the Disney Dining Review by our friend Lou Mangello. Mm-hmm. And he, it was the Sisuli Canteen one. This was, goodness, at least like almost four years ago now. 
And everything that he was saying, I was like, yes, 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 this is great. This is great. I was so excited because it was, to me, finally a place where Disney was giving super customizable options, Mm -hmm. a really, really healthy platform of picking your base, picking your protein, picking the sauces and giving the customer for the first time, really this full customizable meal, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And still totally keeping with the theme though too, right? Like Pandora totally made sense for this kind of meal where it was almost like that commissary kind of feel for the, what would be the word? I don't know. I didn't, full disclosure, I've never seen that um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear something? I I never liked Avatar until I actually got to experience Pandora, and now I actually like it because of Pandora. So, so that's but. I actually I had like zero interest in watching it, and now I feel like because I've experienced Pandora mm-hmm. so many times, I definitely want to watch it mm-hmm. now. Um, but with a four and a half year old, like she's not going to be watching Avatar, nah, she, so yeah, I, yeah, I need Pandora is better than the movie. Let me put it that way, though. Right. The movies, I like the movie better than I originally liked it. But if it wasn't for, I mean, Pandora is the hit, not really the the movie. But I I wholeheartedly agree with Santuli Canteen. I always say, I was like, I don't know if it's healthy or not, but I feel like I'm eating healthy and it's fun and it's good. It's delicious. I mean, I guess they have the hamburger pods and those aren't the cheeseburger pods. And those aren't necessarily, I guess, on the healthiest. Those are so flipping good, though. They are. Yeah. No, they are. Yeah. And best hot dog on property. Can we just talk about that? Like, I've never had the hot dog. No, I haven't had that. Oh, because it's on the kids menu they, oh that's a tip right. you get the hot dog it is it's almost like a pretzel dog it's oh, wow. wrapped in dough oh it's so good and my daughter's like mommy i don't want a hot dog but like, trust me you want a hot dog because <laughs> i want i'm gonna eat the other half but, you don't need it anyway. but um no like back to the the bowls and for those who haven't been there yet like it's kind of like a chipotle style right yeah. where you can pick your base whether you want it to be a rice-based, a noodle-based, or a salad-based. Um, and then you can pick your protein. And the proteins actually change pretty often, too, from yeah. what I remember. But there's always some sort of steak, chicken. The sauces might be different. The marinades might be different. Um, I think I've seen tofu there. I've seen shrimp there. So there's so many different options. that, And like they have like cool little boba that go on top of mm-hmm. it sometimes. And you can really customize it. And you walk out of there, and you don't feel like you're going to hurl on flights of passage because mm-hmm. yeah. everything is just very light and fresh and satisfying. Exactly. It's like, it's like, it's not being, you don't feel full. You feel good. I don't even know what's the word. I guess content. I don't know. It's not like you feel satisfied. Like that, yeah, satisfied, satisfied. Yeah. It's like, you don't feel yeah. that bloated feeling that you get sometimes when you go to some of these other restaurants, which are fine. You know, it's every, treat yourself sometimes. Right. Yes. So uh, yeah, yeah, I love Satuli Canteen. I love even just the layout, the theming of the restaurant. It's like, it's not mm-hmm. like your typical um, cafeteria table, chair, table, chair. It's like, it's kind of like you walk right. in. It's all like, like it's like windy aisles and stuff. I love it. Mm-hmm. And the food is it's different from everywhere else on, on in the parks. Um, yep. and, and again, you're, you're eating healthy and you don't even know it. It's like, you're still, it's like, you don't even realize it. You just, but you are and, um, fantastic place. I love it. And I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't agree more with Satuli Canteen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah we're, we're sharing a brain on Satuli Canteen. Cool. Um, cool. So I, uh, I gotta say, thank you so much for stopping by and joining us today. Um, totally. before you get out of here, please let everybody know where to find you again. Absolutely. You can head over to Instagram at once upon a pot, and that's where you'll find me every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Center Time, we do Casey's Corner, where I interview people who 
motivate, educate, entertain, and inspire. Um, we are sharing stories, and I would love for everyone to come check us out. Guys, check her out. She loves her Disney, and it, and again, like I said earlier in the beginning of the interview, it, it, very inspiring story. Um, just getting started with it, uh, the, the healthy food options, the working out, everything you do. It, it's like you are like a self help guru. You really are. I've recently became acquainted with your page, maybe a few months ago, and since then, I I, I try to tune in as much as I can. Um, and I, I again, you're you're one of the good ones that that are doing this that you actually have good information out there and I really can appreciate what, what, what you're doing. It's really fabulous. I appreciate that so much. All I've ever wanted was to be a relatable resource for people and for you know, to share a story every once in a while when I can. So it's amazing to hear that that's noticed and recognized. I really, really appreciate that. No, you should be proud because it is. And I, I mean that wholeheartedly it's from the bottom of my heart. It, Thank you. It's, it's fantastic. So, and that's why I say everyone out there just got to check it out. I think everyone, once <laughs> uh, once they do, I think we'll see exactly what we're talking about. Um, and they just, just get over there and check it out if you're not already. And again, Casey, thank you so much for joining us this week. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Okay, so that brings us to another edition of The Most Magical Five. And joining us this week, we have Gabriella. Gabriella, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You have a really interesting Instagram page. I want you to let everybody know about it. <laughs> so I actually just had to introduce myself to you because you know me as WW yeah. underscore bathrooms. <laughs> um, I am a person. Um, I have an Instagram account for about two years now. That's all about the bathrooms at the Walt Disney World Resort. Occasionally, I sprinkle some Disneyland in there. But I mean, to be really frank about it, I I pee all the time. Like it is super, super noticeable. When I got married, my in-laws pulled my husband aside and were like, is, is she okay? Like what, does she not want to be with us? Like she is going to the bathroom all the time. And so it just became kind of a running joke in my family. Um, and we all love Disney. When we were at Disney, it was like, okay, you know, I know where the bathrooms are because I'm always there. Like I can't get in a queue without stopping at the restroom. I can't you know, do anything really without stopping at a restaurant. So I always know where they are. I know what the best ones are. And so jokingly, one day, my husband was like, you know, you should just start an Instagram. And I did. And it's been amazing. I have so much fun with it. Um, I think when I first started, I sort of thought, is anyone going to care? And then as with, you know, most things, Disney, people care a lot. Um, so that's been really great. It's a unique, definitely different kind of um, page. So yeah, so I think I think it's one of those things that capture people's attention, you know? Yeah. And it's nice too. I have, uh, I accept submissions from people. Most of the, or so the photos on my grid are all photos I've taken, but the photos on my stories are submissions from people. And so it's just the best feeling to have someone say, Hey, like I started following you on Instagram. Like, do you want this picture of, you know, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge bathroom? I'm like, yes, absolutely. I do. And so it's been, it's been great. Now, are you a local? Uh, so I'm a local at heart. I'm from ah. Florida originally. I grew up like three hours from Orlando. So I was there pretty regularly. I actually live in Dallas now. So I'm not at Disney as much as I would like, but I'm now sort of equidistant from Florida and California. So I'm sort of sprinkling in some more Disneyland into my life, which has been a cool experience. Very cool. All right. So you know, I kind of figured what better to go over for your most magical five than the most magical five bathrooms in all of Disney. Of I mean, that's if right. I mean, that's the perfect that's the perfect <laughs> fit, right? So yeah. um I gotta be honest, I'm really intrigued because I know I I know there's ones that I always use to. I'm 
same way. Like I don't even, if I even have to go a little bit, I'm like, I'd rather just, why wait online for an hour and then have to well, really like, go and not enjoy the ride as much. And well, what if the ride stops? That's what I always, that's my thing. I'm that's like, an- what if the ride stops? And then on top of that problem, I have another issue as well. So it's just always easier. It's just better to go. Yeah. Just I, I hear it. The ones now, the ones I use all the time, and I don't know if we'll talk about if it's going to make your top five, but the ones I use all the time are the ones that you use that are kind of right to the right of Space Mountain. You know, you're going up Main Street. I always go into, into Tomorrowland first. And usually by the time you make your way with, through the parking lot, through the gate, up Main Street, because you never just walk up Main Street. You never like, you know, it's always a slow, peaceful walk up Main Street. So by the time you get to Tomorrowland, it's at least an hour and a half later. And I usually got to <laughs> pee at that point before I get on anything. I'm like, all right, let me just exactly. go. So that's the bathroom I use literally every single time in Magic Kingdom when I first get there, every single time. Occasionally when I'm leaving, I'll use that one that's next to the firehouse when I'm leaving. Okay, that's a good one too. That's another good one. So I got to ask you, which is your number five? So these are not in like a super like secure order um, because that's, I'm already making these choices was too hard. But what I have right now is number five is the UK pavilion. Um, which is actually called the, I think the Rose Crown or the Rose Restrooms. That's the UK Pavilion in Epcot. That restroom is beautiful. I actually see people's photos all the time of other things in the UK Pavilion. And maybe they don't realize that the background is actually a restroom because that building is beautiful. It's an amazing color up against the blue sky. The brick is lovely, but it has a courtyard. Like it's a courtyard for the restroom. There's really nothing else there. There's some gift shops sort of adjacent, mm-hmm. but the courtyard is right in front of the restrooms. That's where uh, those cool telephone booths are. I, I was going to say, everybody always takes pictures while you're waiting for someone yes. in the bathroom. You're taking exactly. photos of the rest of the yes. family at the photo booths. Exactly. It may be one of the restrooms that's in the most photos because it's in the background of a lot of things. And so they've got a great garden there. There's a really kind of popular fountain that's a really beautiful fish. And then just now for the Flower and Garden Festival, they do a Shakespeare garden there, which is so, so cool. They do, uh, they plant different flowers that are mentioned in the different plays of Shakespeare. So you can see like, oh, this is what, you know, a peas blossom looks like or whatever. And all of that is just happening right in front of a restaurant, which I think is so, so cool. That is pretty cool. Okay. Number four. So number four, number four is a little known one, but it is the fanciest bathroom at the whole Walt Disney World Resort, in my opinion. Really? It is, yes. It is the Conference Center restroom at the Yacht Club. Okay. I never, so, I've never I've never seen this one. So I had, I've only just recently seen it, and it was sort of by accident because, you know, with everything happening with COVID, there are no conferences going on um, at the resorts. And there's also, uh, or maybe they started this up now, but last time I was there, there was no valet parking. And so I was parking sort of, adjacent to the conference center. I was like, you know, if it's open, like let's, let's walk through the conference center and check it out. Found a bathroom there. Amazing. 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 <laughs> it is, it, like you walk in, it's like, okay, the materials to build this place were different than other places in the park. Like the wallpaper is, you know, so textured and beautiful. There's marble. There's the mirrors are super ornate. And then the free stuff is really like, you know, you're in a nice bathroom at a Disney park where there's free stuff, you know, free uh, feminine products, free tissues. There's, they have the paper towels that are like cloth, clothy to you. Yeah. And it's just, it is so fancy and it's really kind of a secret bathroom. So that's a good one to check out on your next trip. Cool. You know what? I'll, I'm going to have to check that one. I'm, I'm actually going to be in the, I'm actually going to be at Allen Compass very soon. I have a reservation for oh, Allen Compass good. for breakfast. So I'm going to check that one out for sure. You have to go. It is, it's so impressive. And it's such a, like the conference center itself is beautiful. 
like so like all of yacht club is beautiful but the conference center is another level and this bathroom it's like it's for fancy people basically oh like, I, gotta, I, don't who, I don't know i don't know who they're inviting to these conferences but they expect some nice people to arrive <laughs> well i'm going yeah i'll be i'll be there in a few days actually i'm going to be checking oh, it out yay! oh that makes me so happy awesome yes please do i will let you know you know what, what, what i'll let you know because I, I haven't experienced it but now i'm almost nervous to experience it yeah i know make sure you, you know wear a tie or something I'm, yeah i'm gonna have to be like in a you know black tie affair right yeah exactly so what do we got for number three so number three, we're going to Animal Kingdom now to the Harambe Theater restroom, which is right near the Festival of the Lion King. It is one of my favorites because kind of a thing on my Instagram is I love freestanding restrooms. Most restrooms at Disney are a part of buildings that are other things. Like, for example, obviously the Yacht Club one is in the Yacht Club Resort. The uh, UK Pavilion restroom is part of a building that also has gift shops in it. But this building. It's literally just the restrooms, and it's also waterfront. So it's very, very beautiful. It's something that actually um, you can take a picture over one of the bridges at Animal Kingdom across the water and catch this building that's so beautiful and not realize that it's a restroom. Really? Um, and so, yeah, it's lovely. And so Animal Kingdom actually too, I think, has the most consistent theming for all their restrooms. In the other parks, it's not uncommon to see a really nice exterior and of course, all the bathrooms at Disney are nice. They're clean, which is, you know, priority number one. But it's not uncommon to, especially in a place like Magic Kingdom, to see a really nice exterior of a restroom and go inside. And it's like, okay, this is this is a public restroom, which, yeah. which is fine. And, you know, it kind of, kind of has that, like, <laughs> that, that blue multicolored tile thing that's very common. Um, but Animal Kingdom, the sort of average bathroom, I feel like the level is a lot higher because Animal Kingdom in general is so immersive that all of the tiling in the bathroom is just in every, in every bathroom is just so, so beautiful and so unique. Like there's a pizza safari bathroom where they have like 3d like lizards in the tile and it's so nice. And the Harambe theater, uh, restroom is no exception. The exterior is stunning. I love the posters that and signs that are you know, even a little faded on the building are so beautiful. Um, another interesting thing about this bathroom is that it is across from the new club 33. Oh, which is very cool. And actually, there, so there are four Club 33s, mm -hmm. and three of them are very near restrooms. Oh, wow. So I think even Disney knows the importance of restrooms. They, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> they were like, these are the restrooms we'd like to show off. So we're going to build Club 33 right here. We need they, to uh... see the Harambe Theater restrooms. <laughs> um, the other thing about this, the Harambe Theater restrooms, is that you can predict the busyness because it's going to be busy when Festival of the Lion King lets out. So if you see a crowd of people leaving the theater, you can skip that bathroom, go to the next one. But if it seems calm over there and you know it's during a showtime, that bathroom's going to be empty because it is sort of out of the way. So people aren't generally crossing, you know, into the Festival of the Lion King area just to use that restroom. So if you want a sort of peaceful stroll over there and use the bathroom in, in peace, that's the place to go. You know what I find too, to be honest with you, I find that Disney has a, does such a good job of having enough bathrooms too that you never really have a problem having to wait often, very often. Yes. I feel like there's usually like another 30 feet, there'll be another one, it seems like. You know, I know that they say that's exactly. the garbage cans, but I feel like there's so many bathrooms for as many people that there are. Uh, a lot of times you don't really have to wait because exactly. it's it, they do a great job as far as that. There are really only a, a couple where you have to wait. Yeah. And if, I, 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 walk right in. Yeah. I think maybe somewhere in the springs, every once in a while, you'll have bathrooms where you got to wait. But other than that, I feel like you're really like in and out. But um, exactly. All right. So number two. So number two, we have Toy Story Land, which I adore. That building is made, not, not literally made of, but 
you know, is purported to be made of those cool, like multicolored building blocks. Um, and I had those when I was a kid and I love them. So I love that the building looks like that. I think there's so many nice little details in the exterior of the building with those blocks and the cootie critter things. And there's some pencils and paper there. And then inside too, the tile is uh, made to look like dominoes and crayons. And I just think it's so creative and so fun. The other thing with it too, is that for kind of a relatively small area of Toy Story Land, there are quite a few signs pointing you to the restrooms. Um, you know, throughout the parks, there are signs that say, you know, restrooms ahead, whatever. I think there's at least two or three signs that look like a kid drew in crayon and tore a piece of paper out of a notebook and stuck it to something and mm-hmm. says restrooms. And I think those are so cute. And I like that there are quite a few throughout the small area. Um, cool. But that is that is one of those crowded bathrooms, though. That yeah, that does get, a, you know, you're right. It does. That one does. It's, you're talking, and we're talking about the one that's right across, like right across from um, like Slinky Dog Dash. Slinky and, Dog. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, that one yep, does. Yep. And there's yeah, no, that's... it's like the only place to really hide for shade is, is really right there too, right? Yeah, there's no shade in Toy Story Land. Yeah, as much as I love it. they forgot the shade. I love Toy Story Land, but they super forgot to put in. Like that's the only place you can go something. to get out of the sun. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that's the only place. Yeah, so. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even have to go. I'm just, it's too hot. I have nowhere else yeah. to go. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So we've heard your top five through two most yeah. magical restrooms in all of Disney. What is the, yes. the very, very most magical bathroom in all of Disney? So this is kind of a weird one. One of my favorites is the restroom at the Brown Derby at Hollywood Studios. So we got another Hollywood Studios one. I don't, have you seen this restroom? I've been to the Brown Derby, but like years ago. So I, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I'm so- sure I used it. If I was in a restaurant, I'm sure I used it before <laughs> I left, but I don't remember. Yeah, so it is, I'll have to post a picture of it. It is like an optical illusion. So the design of the Brown Derby is pretty tame. One of the main design features is the black and white caricatures that they have of famous people all along the walls. And then I don't know who pitched this idea, but the way that they sort of bring in that design to the restroom is the, you know, midway through the wall, all the way down to the floor, kind of wrapping the whole restroom is black and white tile that you kind of have to adjust your eyes to look at it because it is such an intricate pattern that it, it looks like an optical illusion and oh, wow. it and it looks crazy but it still works and it's a really cool thing and uh you know there's the sort of hallway where the restroom is there are some uh the double doors that say show in progress which i think is cool um and it just has a very nice vibe and i think it's a very surprising restroom you wouldn't expect it to be as design heavy as it is, but it is, it's really, really impressive. And it's also usually another empty one. I think most people, for whatever reason, I certainly don't experience this. People don't tend to use restaurant restrooms a lot, which is not my experience. Yeah. I mean, I, I always feel like before I head back out into the park, let me just go make sure yeah, exactly. I, yeah, like why carry this out? Yeah, exactly. We're here. Yeah. I posted a picture of the La Cellier restroom the other day. And my husband was like, I didn't know La Cellier had a restroom. Like, you didn't know what in the, what life are you? I think, they, I think they all have to have one, right? I yeah, would they think. do. They do. They, they do. Exactly. And that's what most of the Disney Springs restrooms are actually in restaurants. Um, so yes, all, all restaurants have to have a bathroom, but yeah. So Brown Derby, definitely one of my favorites. It's I'll, I'll post a picture of it so you can see it is such a cool design. I've never seen a bathroom look like that it, it is it's amazing i love it well very cool and we appreciate your top five bathrooms can i ask you a question yes do, do you ever get called george costanza no why Wait, are you a seinfeld fan 
not apparently not enough so I can get this one of, one, of his, one of his things is he knew where all the bath all the top bathrooms in all of Manhattan oh were. God. You could like name a street corner and he'd be like, oh, use that one, blah, 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 blah. And then even when they did the reunion special on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, when it's supposed to take place, it's supposed to be the re- reunion special they're shooting on Curb Your Enthusiasm. You find out that he made millions of dollars because he had an app that would, if you put in your zip code, would tell you the best bathrooms. No, so I thought for no. sure, if, I thought for sure any, any Seinfeld fan would have oh called you George gosh. Costanza at this point. You gotta, oh, you gotta look into, look into George Costanza on Seinfeld. I'm gonna look up that. Oh my gosh, I have to make a meme of that. That's so funny. Yeah, because I mean, that's kind of how this started. Is that people were saying, like, you know, people in my family who I would go to Disney with would say, you know, you're, you, you, you tell us where to go to the restroom. If someone says I have to pee, I'm like, this is okay. We're here. Well, this is the next one. <laughs> that one's too crowded. We'll skip that one and go to the next one. Like, I've, I've got a plan. <laughs> All right. Listen, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us this week. And before you get out of here, please let everybody know where to, to find your page again. You can find me at WDW underscore bathroom. There you go, guys. And if and she's accepting its submission. So if you have a really cool picture of a bathroom in Disney, send it over, right? And uh, and if and if you, if you need some suggestions, hit her up. She's got them. And um, <laughs> so, Gabby, thank you so much. We'll be, we'll be in touch. Thank you. It was my pleasure. It's good meeting you. Good to meet you too. Be well. You too. Okay, so that brings us to another edition of The Most Magical Five. And joining us this week, we have Alessa. Alessa, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Gl- glad to have you here, ready to talk some uh, Disney resorts, your most magical Disney resorts. Uh, before we do that, though, please let everybody know a little bit about yourself and where they can find you. Yeah, for sure. So um, my name's Alessa. Obviously, if you're listening to this, we have something in common. I love Disney World. Um, <laughs> I'm from Canada, but I live in Orlando now, so I made a pretty big move. Um, but uh, I started everything with like a Disney Instagram and YouTube channel. So um, I, I go by that Disney girl on Instagram. It's underscore that Disney girl. And then on YouTube, it's just that Disney girl um, where I kind of started off doing like a lot of research based, like I call it Disney nerdy fact type stuff because I'm super into all of that. Um, but now that I'm here, I like to do a bit more of like vlog type stuff as well as just kind of whatever comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Instagram, I just I post Disney. I'm into fashion as well and like fashion at the park. So I do a lot of that as well on Instagram more than uh, YouTube. YouTube is like my nerd side comes out to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also write for a Disney blog called Inside the Magic too. So if you ever read Disney blogs and you see that one come up, I may have been the one who wrote the article. I may not. I don't know. But um, <laughs> my life is very he- Disney heavy and like universal as well because I go to the other theme park. I don't know if we talked about that on this podcast. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of me. I mean, it's right now I just like got thrown into a Disney heavy life. And I mean, a couple of years ago, I would have never assumed my life would have turned so much into this. But it has. And I'm not complaining. So, <laughs> you know, I can completely understand where you're coming from. Uh, same way, a couple of years ago, would, would you have asked me if I would have had a Disney podcast or, and I also as well, I came from the Northeast. I'm from New York and I moved down to Orlando myself um, only, only a short few weeks ago. And, uh, and oh, if, wow. it, yeah, you're very fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And if you would have asked me a couple of years ago, I would have said, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. But, uh, but no, I'm, right. I'm here. I'm here now. And I, so I completely understand where you're coming from. Like, you know, I, I get it completely. I think sometimes I think only people like us, though, would actually get it because I'm sure you dealt with it, too. Most of my friends and family looked at me like I had three heads when I said what I was you know, I was looking to do to move down to Florida to talk about Disney on on a podcast. They couldn't understand it. So I think only people like us really, really get it. You know what I mean? But yeah, 
it's it's like you could now we get to you know live in the place we vacationed at which mm-hmm. i mean so so many people are always like i never want to leave so i was just like well i feel like i'm young enough to make the decision that for now i don't have to so there you go there you go and how and yeah. so when did, when did you move from when did you move down from canada so i was here just for a month in like November, December, but then I went home for the holidays. And then I've been here since the end of January and I'm going through a visa process right now. So I'm literally like not allowed to leave the country. So I'm just very here in America. <laughs> no, you know, and what's funny is I actually, I don't, maybe you're familiar with them too. I'm not sure is one of my favorite Disney podcasts are out from up in Toronto. Uh, have you ever heard of We Like Theme Parks? Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. I, I've done a couple podcasts with them. Oh, okay. Oh, you've actually been on their show. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, they're great. They yeah. like, Chris yeah. is yeah. Chris is is awesome. Uh, we joke around. We we like to say each other's podcasts are our our pod my our, my podcast best is best friend is his podcast. You know, like our podcasts are best friends. <laughs> I so, love that. Yeah, he's he, they're, <laughs> they're really cool over there. I love uh, I love everything they do. Mark, Chris, Miriam, all of them. Uh, very very funny, cool show. Um, so yeah, so I, that's that's ironic. I, I you said Toronto. I, I just know they're from that area. So I thought it was I didn't realize you actually knew them. Yeah, actually been on the show. That's awesome. We're apparently like. Well, my apartment that I have that I'm, I guess I'm losing this month, but I've had an apartment this whole time in Toronto. Um, but I think I'm like 10 minutes away from, I, I forget, I don't know who I'm 10 minutes away from, but I'm super close to them and we just never knew. So interesting. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So let's get yeah. into it. We're going to talk your most magical five uh, Disney resorts. So let's, uh, let's launch it. What do you got for number five? Yeah. Okay. So um, I love Disney resorts kind of I feel like living here it's I almost like visiting them more than the theme parks this is going to sound so bratty but <laughs> because I get to go to the theme park so often the resorts almost become like I could discover like something new or something hidden in the resorts more often because I don't go there as much mm-hmm. um so I really love Disney resorts it's like when I like one of my favorite I would go like resort hopping for a day and have just as much fun as I would have in the park I but, agree I do um, the same thing I do this yeah. I do the same exact thing it's so good mm-hmm. and then but then also I'll like spend money on food because it's all <laughs> good and anyway it's a downward spiral I'm sure you've <laughs> yep. realized how you have to budget when you yeah, live here yeah and you know, it's you, not you, a constant vacation I tell you what, I do love the resort hopping I can hang out all day in these resorts you know but um yep. so yeah so what do we have for number five okay yeah, so number five is um, Grand Floridian. I've never stayed there. Um, I did do the DVC tours, which anyone can do. Honestly, I don't know if you've done them before, but just mm-hmm. to check out the rooms there, like the three-bedroom villa is 2,800 square feet. It is mm-hmm. the most beautiful Disney room I've ever seen in my life. I will never be able to afford it, but um, <laughs> I can dream. And for a moment, the cast member with me was like, he was laughing his head off because I just kept screaming in every room because it's so beautiful. Um, but I just love the atmosphere. It's like as a kid, it's where like during the day at Magic Kingdom, me and my parents would like go there for a break and just sit in the lobby. And during Christmas, it's like so magical. And I, I just, I really like the atmosphere. Um, so Grand Floridian is my fifth choice. I, I love Grand Floridian. Yeah. I, I think they have a, a great lobby too. Is that lobby just like breathtaking? You walk in and it's like it's super oh, it's super classy. Yeah, it's super classy. I love and the it uh, smells so like fresh. I know, right? I, I mean, I, I I think every resort pretty much has their own scent, but the one one of my favorite ones is that is that Grand Floridian scent, and the grounds are amazing. Great dining options, um, Narcusi, uh, Grand Floridian Cafe. 
Um, just, I love it there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's phenomenal. And again, just really just gorgeous, uh, gorgeous rooms, gorgeous lobby. Really, really breathtaking. But um, so, yes, yeah, so where do we and go? They have a beauty and the Beast bar. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the Enchanted Rose. <laughs> Sorry, definitely. Um, definitely. I was going to say that one, that, that's stolen money from me very easily. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have for number four? So number four is uh, the Boardwalk Resort. This used to be my first place resort because I love the aesthetic. It's why it's still in my top five. Um, I do think the rooms need a refurbishment. I got to stay there um, in January and it was awesome because it was like always my favorite resort. But compared to a few other resorts I've got to stay at that are newly refurbished, I think it could get a couple touch ups. But mm-hmm. um, the like the atmosphere of the boardwalk and like the way it looks at night and the way you can like walk to Epcot in like under 10 minutes and everything. I, I love it. I like like that they have like the boardwalk bakery. Um, there's like nightlife and stuff kind of there. Not it's coming back now, mm-hmm. but like if you're an, an Disney adult, it's a good thing to do because you have like bars and like the Atlantic Dance Hall and like you can do stuff and not have to go to Disney Springs. It's like right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's my number four slot. Yeah, it's it's great nightlife. Uh, spoiler alert: that's always been my number one. It's been like my, my my home away from home for like years. I love that place. I was actually married there. So it's, oh, it's that's yeah, awesome. yeah, it's my favorite place in the world. Not just my favorite Disney resort. It's my favorite resort ever anywhere. I love it. I could, I wish I could wow. live there. So, um, but yeah, you're <laughs> right. The nightlife, you have Abracadabar, you got jelly rolls, you got the uh, Atlantic dance hall. And then obviously it'll be coming back soon is flying fish. Uh, one of my favorite restaurants. Mm-hmm. And you know, when they have this, the, the boardwalk performers at night, how, how, off, how, how awesome is that? You know what I mean? So much to do, <laughs> you know, what? like pre COVID, obviously it'll be back soon, but ESPN, when you want to go catch a game and, and have a couple of drinks, you got ESPN right there. You walk to Epcot, you could walk to Hollywood studios. You got the skyliner mm-hmm. right there. And not only that you got, if you like resort touring, like, like we like resort touring, you got eight resorts. You have like right at your fingertips because you, from the boardwalk, you can walk to four other ones and then you can get on the Skyliner and hit another four uh, resorts. You have eight resorts at, at your expo- at your at your disposal to kind of go hang out at uh, for, if you make the boardwalk like your home resort, you know? Um, so, yeah, I love the boardwalk. Love it, love it, love it. It's awesome. So good. I got I got so excited to talk about the boardwalk. I don't know if you can tell. No, I, I love it. It brings me joy to hear you get so amped up about it because since I was a kid, that was my favorite. It yep. still is like atmosphere my favorite um, resort I just think like maybe if they touch up the rooms a little bit just because I've seen some of the new like deluxe resort rooms that have been updated I mm-hmm. think then it will climb right back up to my top spot but um it's I, I love it there and the food is so good and um I actually liked the clown pool I'm like one of those freaks I, I don't too. dislike the new one but I liked it I thought it was cool I went there when I was a kid and even as an adult, I still liked it. I so, agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing against the new one. It's fine. The Mickey, the Mickey and Minnie one is fine, but I do thought, I thought that it didn't need to be changed in the first place. I thought the clown pool was awesome. And then they even have those creepy, those creepy uh, nanny chairs in the lobby. You ever see, you see yeah. the, how awesome are those? I want, I want one of those for my house. <laughs> I feel like I couldn't look at it like at nighttime. Cause I'd be like, are you staring at me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. They, yeah. No matter where you're in the room, you feel like they're looking at you. So but, um, <laughs> all right. So where are you going for number three? Okay. So number three, I felt that I had to include a value resort on here because that's basically where I stay the majority of the time for like affordability. Um, and it was also like the first time I ever stayed at Disney was a value resort. So 
Pop Century had to be on my list. I'm putting it in the third spot just like because overall I think it has a lot of things going for it. I think Disney needs to tone it down on climbing that price because it's kind of hiking up a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. But um, usually if you could get like a good deal on it when I'm, I, I don't know, as long as it's not over 200 because then it's, I, I don't think it, it should be over that. But um, I love when I got to stay there, like the old rooms compared to the refurbished rooms. It's like night and day. I think they did such a good job. Um, and then I like that you have the Skyliner there. I've just like kind of grown accustomed to like, I don't know. I like the big theming and everything of all of the value resorts really, mm-hmm. but pop century has just kind of been like the resort I've stayed at the most in my life. So I just kind of have to give it like, I just have to put it in my top five. I just have so many good memories there. So I think it's more nostalgic. Like obviously if I could stay at deluxe resorts every time I would, but I can't. So I feel like I need to throw in that value because it's not bad. And you have art of animation right there too. So you can like go and resort hop as well. And mm-hmm. I think art of animation has like a bit more decent food. So if you want to do their food court just for fun, you can. Yeah. So that's why it's my top. That's my third spot. <laughs> I, yeah. I like, I like pop century too. I always find pop century is a perfect resort for like little kids that are, that are joining to see it for their first time. Cause I feel like, especially with mm-hmm. all the, with all the, the um, value resorts. I just feel like kids will get more out of the value resorts. I feel like they're more built for families with children. Um, and I, I think there's more Disney to them. You know, I, not that there's yeah. really, la- not like any of them are lacking Disney, but I feel like they're more, more Disney, um, more Disney centric. For sure. Yeah. Cent- you know, um, centered. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I do think pop century is definitely a really good value. Uh, you're right. It has gone up a little bit, but hopefully that that's just, you know, it'll go back to normal a little but um, yeah. yeah, it's a great place for, especially if, like I said, for if you have children, you're trying to uh, book like your first time uh, with, with kids. I think that's an excellent resort for that. Also, to almost flip it, I did a like a couple years ago before I moved here, not a couple years ago, right before the pandemic, like literally a week before everything shut down. Um, I was here and I did a solo trip and I stayed at Pop Century mm-hmm. and with the refurbished room, well, just because I was by myself. So I was, obviously I'm like, I can't shell out for the deluxe resorts there's no one splitting it with me but um i because they have that murphy bed situation i was able to leave it up and actually get a lot more like room space to myself being like by myself so Mm -hmm. it actually worked out being like a solo traveler and you don't need to take up the room with like two queen beds you could just do one so i actually really liked that aspect for space if you're by yourself that's I don't know great, how many people go by themselves, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's a great point. You know what you need to do? You need to get on that DVC. I know. You got to do it. You go enough, you're right? You, I guarantee you'll use it. So that, that best one of the best purchases I ever made was my DVC. Uh, I know. And, and like lately I've been to, like, like I kind of already mentioned, like I've been touring all the DVC rooms, like just because yep. I've been filming them and stuff, but like, oh. Uh, I melt every time because I'm like, these are so nice. And I, the reason I've been able to stay at some deluxe resorts was just because I was doing some, well, my fiance has been doing some work for um, like a DVC owner person. So we've been able to stay there. So mm-hmm. that's been pretty awesome. It's giving me the bug because now I want it. Cause I'm like, ah, I want, I want this all the time. Even though I live here, I want it more. <laughs> I know. It's, I, I listen. I hear you. You know, I, I, I was joking around with someone. They said, "Hey, if you're going to live there, how are you going to be able to? You're going to use your DVC anymore?" And I'm like, "You kidding me? I'll use it more because where I might use a whole year's worth of points on like one trip a year. Now I'm here, so if I just want to go spend the night someplace to check it out on a Tuesday and Wednesday, 
Do you know what I mean? I'll just, I could do like two nights here and two nights there. And you know, so it's, you can actually get more bang for your buck. I think when you're local, just to kind of yep. go take, take a look at it. So, but yeah, I yeah. agree. So, all right. So number two, where are we heading for number two? Okay. So number two, this kind of went in, it wasn't ever in my top five, but it went into my top five because I got to stay in their DVC one bedroom, um, like a couple months ago, but Saratoga Springs, their rooms are amazing for like their one bedroom rooms. Like mm-hmm. I just think I, I was shocked because I saw what they looked like before and that's what I was expecting. I didn't know I was going into a refurbished room mm-hmm. and it was just like, it was so great. It was like little touches of Disney and they were really cute, but like, I just liked the colors and it was nice and bright and so updated and like, but still kind of like a cottagey homey feel, but you could tell it was all like brand spanking new. Mm-hmm. So I loved that. Um, I love their quick service restaurant there. That's like a nostalgic thing. So it goes with my parents. Like we just liked going to their quick service for some reason to get Mickey waffles. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we wouldn't stay on, on property all the time. So we would just kind of go and pop into places, but I like it. I think they have a good hot tub. I love hot tubs. So they have a big mm-hmm. hot tub there, which I like. Um, the boardwalk hot tub is a little bit smaller. Well, actually I usually go to the second pool because there's always the, quiet pool. In the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I did, this, I did the same thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> because uh, somehow I've met I've met a couple good people in that hot tub, but um, the I I mean I just love hot tubs, anyways. <laughs> I, perfect I, for I really one day at the parks, you know. Yeah, it just and like I'm someone I just really like being in hot water and like going at night. And if you could bring like a glass of wine with you or a beer, or whatever, and if you don't drink anything, I mean, I just mm-hmm. I think it's a great way to relax. Um, Definitely so, is. I, I like that. That's the negative thing about pop century. No hot tub. Tragic. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just really I think the room there is what really like blew me away. I think cause I wasn't anticipating it to be so awesome. And then mm-hmm. it was great. And then they I, I just like like the grounds, like the way it looks. If you like Disney Springs, it's really close to there. Yeah, so walk. The negative, I think, is like the, it, it's like one of those resorts with the bus route within the resort because yeah. it's so big so mm-hmm. i don't love that because sometimes you might wait a little bit longer but i mean if i'm just like if i, I i'm not gonna ever complain if i get to go to it so mm-hmm. um i just had a really great experience my last time so i had to put it in because um i'm going to, i'm getting to stay there again on uh for the 50th like for i think the end of september through to like october 2nd so i'm really excited because i just had such a great time there so just, yeah, I, I really like it. <laughs> it's, it's great value too. For if if you stay there on the DVC, it's great value for points. Mm-hmm. Decent I always heard rooms. it was like the least favorite, but I was like, why? It's great now. Maybe I, before, but I think it, it did a good job. <laughs> I I think what people dislike about it is I think what you said before, how it's so spaced out and so big, so you have to. It takes a long mm-hmm. time to get on the on the buses, but um, but it is super convenient for the springs because you can walk to the springs. And it, I think it's it's good value if you have if you have the DVC, it's very good value on the DVC, and uh, decent sized rooms. But I get I get it if it's too big for people. As far as having that bus mm-hmm. route can be a little bit much as far as waiting for the bus. But uh, but other than that, that's I, there's really I think that's that's the, the really the only downside to it is that you know. And I think I just got lucky. Like I was my room was really close to like the main pool and like the lobby and everything. And I was like two steps from the bus route and I just like never had to crowd. I, I, this was a few months ago, so it still wasn't as touristy as it is again now. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why it was like, it, it was just kind of a flawless experience, but I get 
that it wouldn't happen like that every time for everybody. Yeah. I just had a really good, perfect time. Yeah, and that's yeah. Everyone's gonna always get a different experience from different places. So, mm-hmm. you know, you had you had a really good experience there. So, yeah. Now, where is your number one most magical resort? What's the, what's the big one? This one is, I feel like it's probably a popular one for a lot of people, but Disney's Polynesian Resort. I I think it's one of the resorts for me that like actually completely makes me feel like I'm in a different place that isn't Disney. Like that's what every resort, I mean, kind of can do because they immerse you in a different location. But I just really love, like, to me, one of the best perks about it is being able to watch happily ever after like on the beach and stuff there the little mm-hmm. you know the little sandy area that's always been so great oh, like awesome for me happily ever after is my favorite thing ever about disney so being able to like just really relax and like sit on a swinging chair or like a beach like they have those like the muskoka type chairs and beach chairs there as well that's awesome um trader sam's is the best bar <laughs> So if you are able to get into there, that's always so fun. Um, speaking of hot tubs, they have a very good one. And I like their pool. And mm-hmm. um, I I wasn't the biggest fan of their rooms, to be honest, before. I think I haven't been in the Moana ones yet, but I think I like it because they're a bit brighter. I don't like it when the rooms are too dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get to see the Bora Bora bungalows and those looked amazing. I just on that same hot tub thing, wish that plunge pool was a hot tub and then it would be literally the perfect room ever because you have your own hot tub. But I guess mm-hmm. that's at, not Wilde, Copper Creek, right? They have that one there. Yeah, but but um, anyways, that one would be awesome to stay at too. But um, yeah, I just really like it. I, I like the food there. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, if, if you're staying there, obviously you're on the monorail loop, which is uh, cool. I mean, you're kind of the farthest out on the monorail loop, which isn't the best, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, aside from like the ongoing construction, I feel like when it's at its like peak, it's just, I've, I've just had such good times there. And that's the resort now that I like to, if I want to, if I'm doing like a full day at the park with somebody and we need, cause they're like coming in from like my house, my hometown, I mean, um, I'll usually go there for like a midday break just because I find it relaxing. And there's, if you want to like grab a drink or something, mm-hmm. there's like a, so many places to do it. And yeah, it's, it's a fun, the fun resort, the pricey resort, but, uh, it's, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it is. And it, you're right. A lot of fun, a lot of great, um, dining options, Ohana's Kona, uh, they got uh, Trader Sam's right there. Uh, you know, even Captain Cook's might be one of the best. Quick service resort, quick, quick service. service. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because mm-hmm. you can get like Tonga toast. I, I know you can't get that strawberry syrup, but you can still get your Tonga toast there. Um, you can get a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. that you would get at some of the other places you can get at, at Captain Cook's. So I, to me, Captain Cook's is one of the best um, resort quick service places in, in all Disney. I love it. And again, you can't really beat Ohana for dinner. Uh, I love Kona for breakfast, Ohana's for dinner. Um, Captain Cook's, you know, is scattered throughout, but it's, uh, it's actually, yeah, it's a tremendous resort. Gorgeous. Just when you're walking around it, it just feels like you're so immersed. You feel like you're somewhere out in like in the Pacific, you know? Yeah, it's so lush, like a landscape. That's what I'm trying to say. It's just so like beautiful. And mm-hmm. um, that resort doesn't seem too big for people who don't like like massive resorts and stuff. When I walk around, I feel like it's not terribly large. So that's great. And yeah, I mean, it's a monorail resort. So anything, yeah. like I said at the beginning, you could see Apple ever after. Mm-hmm. I like that about every monorail resort. Right from the beach, resort, right? So. Now, yeah, you're right. It's not as big as, like, say, um, 
like Saratoga. It's it's not small, mm-hmm. but I feel also feel like it's also the way it's themed. People don't mind walking around. I think because the people, I think people really yeah. like the theming of it, so they don't mind walking around. I think it's a little bit easier to navigate through, and I think people actually like because of how beautiful it is. I think people are okay with it. Yeah, and it almost feels like the walkways are not as. It almost because there's so much greenery. I think it looks a little bit smaller than it actually is. Yeah. So then maybe it tricks people into thinking like this isn't as like massive of an area as it actually is because there's just so many like plants around them. So I don't know if that works at all. But in my mind, I'm just thinking when I walk around, it doesn't feel like one of those massive, expansive resorts like Caribbean Beach as well. That one's insanely huge. Yeah. But um, it, it is. It's not small, but it just doesn't feel. It kind of has like a homey feeling, in my opinion. So I guess that's maybe why I think that way. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Alessa, thank you so much for joining us. It's been thank a real pleasure. To get, no, thank you for joining us. I, it's been a real pleasure <laughs> having you in here. And I gotta, I gotta let Chris from We Like Theme Parks know that we had you on too. Um, and then you can, yeah. tell, and then you can say which one did you like? Who you like better, us or them? I don't, you know, that's a big question. I won't, I won't ask you on the air, <laughs> but I need to know. So. <laughs> but Alessa, again, thank you. Have my lips locked here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I again, I want to say thank you so much for joining us. And before you get out of here, please remind everybody where to find you. Oh yeah, so um, YouTube that Disney Girl, Instagram is underscore that Disney Girl, and if you ever see an Inside the Magic article written by Alessa, that's me. There you go. Guys, go check her out. Go cool. check out inside a big fan of Inside the Magic. I love everything they do there too. So uh I didn't even awesome. really, I didn't even realize you're over there until you just mentioned it. So um guys, go check out Inside the Magic. Go check out Alessa on her on her Instagram and her YouTube. Really cool Disney stuff. And uh Alessa, we'll, we'll uh thank you again and we'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, so that brings us to another edition of the most magical five. And we have a special guest in today, Doug Neville from Neville Neverland, the YouTube show. Uh, this is a big treat for me. Let's uh, say what's up to Doug Neville. What's up, man? What's up, G? How's it going, man? It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for having me on the uh, on the show here. This is a great opportunity, really, to talk to a former New Yorker as myself. And I, like you said <laughs> off the air, I love yeah. getting to talk to my former New Yorkers that are transplants because it makes me feel like I'm not so nuts for making this leap. It's true. It's true. There's uh there's more there's more of us here than you than you probably think there are. Uh, yep. What's funny is I've actually been here. I've been in Orlando 21 years, but I only was in New York until I was about 10. And then we moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico. I said, why? My dad said, get in the car. And I was like, okay, fine. Uh, and so I spent my teen years in, in New Mexico. And then right after high school, I moved here. So it's in 21, just under 21 years here. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And then and we, we've also discussed, you got to show me where the pizza spots are because I still can't find them. Um, Understood. Understood. Yeah, I got I I to gotta, get pizza. I got to say there's, uh, I mean, we're talking Disney. So there's, there's actually really a lot of great pizza places at disney they could do a whole segment on just that but. you know there are some underrated places i'll yeah. i'll agree i think you always you know but at the same time it's not new york pizza that i love is, I, I, I love via napoli it's oh, that's yeah. it's not new york pizza though so this is true it's a little different true. but but yeah we, we could definitely talk about that maybe we do another segment one day we'll do the top five yeah. pizza spots in, in there you uh, go in, in disney and then but, we'll, do, um, we'll do a youtube video where we do like the disney springs pizza showdown or something like that. I, I said we do a pizza crawl man I love it. Let's <laughs> we're doing Perfect. that. You know what? We're doing a pizza Booked. call soon. But book, book, book. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm serious. I, I, because I, even bad pizza. I'll eat Elio's if I have to. I mean, sure. So, but, uh, but yeah, you know what? Tell us about the YouTube channel. How you got started, man? Sure. Yeah. So uh, the name is Neville. Uh, Neville Neville Land is the Instagram, and then it got whittled down to just one Neville because it was too long. <laughs> uh, for YouTube. Uh, but Neville's the last names, and it kind of gives that, you know, never, never land sort of uh, feel. 
Um, I've been running the channel for about 10 years now. I've had a lot of different things and different components of it. Uh, it went real hard with the Disney vlogging over the past year or so. And uh, it's just been super fun to kind of get out there and show... Uh, it, it started as sort of just like memories, right? I wanted to to document my memories of my family. Uh, my dad passed seven years ago, and I feel like a lot of that stuff is on VHS and it's necessarily lost, but it's going to take a lot of work to get it saved. So now I'm able to just save my families with my mom, memories with my mom and my brother uh, and my friends and always know where they'll be and hopefully help some people along the way with some tips and tricks and uh, providing that sort of um, vicarious feel of uh, if you can't be here, I'll show you what we do when we are here. We're right in the midst of uh, the Food and Wine Festival in Epcot. We are, and we are. you know we're going to talk about our um, your your most magical five food and wine options. You know, so there's a lot, there's some good food. There's a lot of good food actually. Mm-hmm. Some new stuff. I love the Noodles Exchange. That's definitely a nice plus. That was really delicious. A yeah. little hot for me to really. I tried it. I was Which there is also why it's not on my list, but it was definitely <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Wait, I, you know, I, I was there on the 15th as well. We reviewed yeah. some of the stuff there, and a lot of the stuff that not a lot, but a few of the things that I had. I had to just try it because I knew I was going to like it. And I had to try it because I wanted to talk about it on the show. Yeah. But I knew I wasn't going to be able to finish it. The cheddar soup from, from Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. There's nothing worse than running around in like a, like 115 degree weather with a oh, bowl yeah. full of dairy. So Trying to eat hot soup. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Especially yeah. dairy hot soup. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's not good for anybody. Yeah. But um, I also, but I tried it because I was like, I love that typically. And I want to be able to discuss it. But so let's get into it. What was your sure. number five most magical dining option or food option at Food & Wine? Sure. So I got to, I got to kind of caveat this with like it again, it was so hard because there's so, there is so much new, but yet so much other new coming. So I kind of, my first go around, I stuck with familiar. I stuck with mm-hmm. things that I knew that I was going to like, and I like every single year. However, number five is the s'more whoopee pylon from the flavors of fire. Delicious. Um, I'm a sucker for anything s'more flavored. And the fact that I haven't had the funnel cake s'more thing, cake, ice cream magicalness yet makes me very sad but uh the s'more will be pylon uh definitely gets up on that list first of all i yeah i uh i thought that even the graham cracker was nice it wasn't too crisp like too wasn't too hard yeah. where it wasn't a break when you tried to bite it we were able to cut it with a knife and it just cut yep. nice because we were sharing it yep. one of the best desserts i've ever had at any of the festivals i love that thing agreed love it agreed love it. uh and they have a the the beer at the at the beer at the stand is a bonfire beer so and i'm not usually a beer and sweets person but they did they did good by having a bonfire beer and the s'more definitely I, I, even the food there was phenomenal the uh, yeah it's actually we're, we'll we'll get to one of those actually awesome. in a few moments uh, great so what do we got for number four uh again a sucker for tradition the filet from canada i've never had a bad piece of meat there it's when cooked properly medium rare mm-hmm. and it was it's perfect every time the truffle and the uh, mar- uh not marshmallows, mushrooms. That would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> the mushrooms with the filet, uh, definitely uh, on the on the top five there. And you know what I love about that dish too is truffles could be a very strong, overpowering flavor, and they don't yeah. kill you with it. It's not no. like because it's too, just enough. It's too, exactly if you have too much truffles, you'll you'll get it's because it's such a rich flavor. Yeah, I believe me, I've had that mistake of eating um, a little bit too much truffle with certain things, and yeah, yeah. as delicious as it is. You do yeah. too much, you're going to be yep. sick. And that's and, the weird thing. We were talking about, you mentioned Via Napoli earlier, and that's, I actually work at Via Napoli. And so when you walk in and you, and there's like nine tables that have a truffle oil pizza, you're like, I love it, but not this much. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, I, you got it. I love it. I'll hear it every time. But I also know that I got it in moderation. 
<laughs> but it is right. delicious. And, I, and again, they don't overpower it. I think a lot of people would make that mistake of, oh, let's overpower it. And they don't. They do. It's like a nice, just nice, subtle taste. And it's that's yeah, it's one of my favorite dishes there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, wait, no, what, what was your what was your five? Well, I don't have or a five. Is, yeah, or is it all about me? It's all about you, man. You're oh, the star all right. today. Okay. <laughs> You're the star. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So three, ready for three? Let's do it. All right. Number three uh, is the griddle cheese from Greece. The Greece booth is now back where the Morocco booth used to be because now they've opened the Tangerine Cafe and all the food and wine uh, options from Morocco are in the cafe. So that Greece booth is right across from where like Jasmine Aladdin used to do a meet and greet. Um, the griddle cheese, it's... Um, if you've ever been to Wine Bar George, they have cheese on fire. Uh, it's a much smaller version of that. It's the Sanaki, I believe, is is how it's pronounced. I could be wrong, <laughs> um, but it's it's melted cheese, and See, it's amazing. Now, I was I didn't try that one. Okay. I was nervous. I first I'm like griddled cheese sounds good because even when I make like my homemade quesadillas, I love yeah. when the cheese gets on that frying pan and it and fries like a, a little bit. And it yeah. fries up a little bit. And now it's like, it's kind of like, it's almost like stiff. It becomes almost like a, like a crispy kind of like cheese wafer. I yeah. love, I love doing that. Like, in fact, I'll even take some cheese and I'll put it on the frying pan first and let it make <laughs> a crispy wafer and Perfect. eat that while I'm waiting. Yeah, so I, you so, will love this. You will so, love this. So it's that good. I was a little I will say the only catch with it is that it is, it comes, it's, uh, there's like a honey drizzle and uh, pistachio. So if you're not a nut person or honey person, probably mm-hmm. not the best thing, but but if you love all three of those things, it's it's a pretty solid uh, dish there. Okay, I was like I said, I was a little nervous about it. I was like when I first saw griddled cheese, I was like, and then I saw the picture. I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll. And I, I was like, you know what? I'll 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 leave some room in my belly for like things that I know yeah. I want to try. So sure. this is always the thing too. It's not even about the like saving your money to make sure you can eat everything. It's about leaving room in your stomach so you can eat everything right. you can. So, right. um, exactly. but I'm gonna have to go back and try it then. If you if, if you yeah. give that big of a thumbs up, then uh, it's it's yeah, it was pretty solid. Awesome. All right, so yeah. I'll, I'll definitely get back to there for that. All right. What do we got? Number two. Number two. We're gonna go back to flavors of fire. The corned beef corn corner. I forget what it's called, but it's like a corned beef nachoy thing, right? Yep. It has uh, potato chips as the nacho, and then it's uh, covered in cheese and corned beef, and there's cheese curds. And the flavors of fire is sponsored by the NFL, so everything sort of has that Sunday football tailgate party kind of a feel. And mm-hmm. I thought this was a cool rent new newer rendition of like of nachos uh again as we just discussed anything with cheese i'm in uh <laughs> and being from new york corned beef really it, yep. it's you can't go wrong yep and uh yeah i think it was i think they called it the corned beef something corner route corner wrap or some, corner yeah. end or corner, something yeah, yeah i think it was corner route for like the route oh, corner route yes for, yes. for a receiver would run and then the yeah. the whoopie pie was pylon and i yeah. forget what the other one was but um yeah this yeah. was actually my favorite booth overall i think it's the only booth that i bought everything me too about all <laughs> me three too. things and the beer yeah it was me it was too. awesome it was re- and again one thing I, I it was hard for me to even say what i like better they were just they were all different right even the even the the um the thing with the corn the what was it like the steak with the, on the corn mm-hmm. on the corn yeah bread. the corn pancakey thing yeah, yeah. You, you actually had like chunks of corn in there it wasn't like it was really good yeah but all right so what's your most magical do- food option at food and wine this year food and wine this so uh, I look forward to it every year, and if, the year that it goes away, I will not go to food one. <laughs> the lamb, the roasted lamb chop from Australia, hands yeah. down, absolute favorite thing every year, no questions asked. It's just, I'm, I'm, I just love, I love lamb. Like it's, it's a, it's a great flavor to me, and I've never had a bad piece of lamb chop from the Australia booth. Yeah, they, it's very tender too. Like you could, yeah. It, 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 you could cut it with I don't a, cut it. I just lollipop and eat that thing right off. The I try I tried to do that. My wife wouldn't let me. 
<laughs> she smacked my hand. She's like, what are you doing, savage? And I said, what? You're like, we're on like, vacation. Just, what? Yeah. I, I, and you can't get to some of that meat in the bone. You got to pick it exactly. up. And, and you got it. it. You have to. So yeah, that it's actually one of my favorites. That was a, that was a really good meal. That, again, meat was perfectly cooked. Yeah. Tender. Um, it, it like just it just melted in your mouth. I love yeah, it. It's perfect. You know? But um, yeah. And then again, and again with that whole like a hot dish on a hot day, I don't even care. I would eat three of them if they didn't cost so much money. Yeah. No, that's it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. So um, but yeah, you know, I I really uh, appreciate you stopping by, talking some food yeah. and wine. We're right in the middle of all that. But uh, real quick before we get here, let everybody yeah. know, remind everybody again where to find the YouTube and where to also uh, donate if they want to donate. Sure, sure. So uh, on Instagram, Neville, Neville Land, uh, Neville underscore, Neville underscore Land, or just search Doug Neville. You can find me pretty easy. Uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash Neville Land. Kelsey's Hope Foundation.com will bring you to the um, the main page of the foundation. But um, if you go into the link on my Instagram, you'll find the, the donation for to help my campaign uh, personally for Kelsey's Hope Foundation. Excellent. Good luck with it. And uh, I'll see you around sometime. Yes, sir. Sounds good. All right. Be well. Okay, so that brings us to another edition of the Most Magical Five. We got some special guests in today from the Rich and Star Show. Rich and Star, how are you guys doing? This is amazing. We are so excited to be here. And congratulations, Gene, on the one-year anniversary of the Disney Underground Podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, it's 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 funny. We started this thing a year ago. I was a nervous wreck doing it. I've grown so much. I was such an introvert. I've grown so much since we started wow. it that I'm actually not, I mean, I'm still an introvert. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot easier to talk about my <laughs> than it is in real life in person but even on the microphone on a recorded thing i used to get such butterflies and i don't anymore so i love it and i've met so many amazing people like yourselves doing this and Aww. and for anyone that doesn't know yet one of the things that i absolutely love doing when i the guests that i love meeting i love meeting all the guests don't get me wrong but i especially love it when i have people from my hometown new york or new jersey on the show and you guys are former new york and new jerseys Woo! new jerseys and, and they got and, and and listen, guys. The energy—if you're hearing their energy come through the microphone—that's not an act. That's them. That's, <laughs> they, we we were talking for about 10, 10 minutes before we started recording, and this was them the whole time. So <laughs> tremendous energy. I love it. They're wearing matching shirts right now. The red the red Hawaiian shirt with the with the with the leaves and the flowers. I love it. And yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost like you know when you go to um, you know the luau's, they go hello. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're all in. You're, yeah, you're, ready yeah. for, you're ready for the luau. So, guys, if in case they're living under a rock somewhere and they don't know about you guys, please tell them where to find you, what you guys got going on. Absolutely. This is the Rich and Star Show, and we do vlogs and live streaming. We cover Disney, travel, restaurants, events, hosting, and beyond. And beyond. You guys are, <laughs> these guys are wild. <laughs> wild stuff, man. Wild stuff. Oh, thank you it? for having us. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the Seinfeld episode where Kramer does the coffee table book and he's on Regis and Philbin and Regis keeps going, this guy's bonkers. I kind of want to say, say these guys are bonkers. Um, awesome energy coming through. The I love that episode too. Oh, it's a great Seinfeld. episode, right? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it, it, Seinfeld to me, it was always, I always felt like you're either a friends guy or a person or a Seinfeld person. I was always a Seinfeld person. We're a Seinfeld, We're Seinfeld buddy. And then, and then continued it with Kirby Enthusiasm. I mean, it's basically the yeah. same show, but like just a new version of it. Um, exactly. So, yeah, so I love it. And I love having you guys here. We're going to talk about top five most magical rides to get stuck on. We all get stuck on Disney rides and some are actually worth getting stuck on, right? Like some of you actually, you want to get stuck on, maybe even get evacuated from is even sometimes even <laughs> So you get to you walk around it's behind like the so scenes. Because you're like, we hope, oh, can we please get stuck? 
Yep, yep. <laughs> um, and then and then and then to get evacuated from because you know you're gonna get to walk around behind the scenes maybe. So that's yeah, right. But um, but guys, uh, let's let's get into it. What's your number five most magical ride to get stuck on? Number five. It's more than a ride. It's a method of transportation. It's the monorail. Yes. It's in our top as a memorable experience because after you were stopped for a while in like a limbo area, you're not near any hotels, you're high up in the air, there's just the trees around you, and your imagination starts to think about what the method of rescue might be. Is it by crane? Do they send Tinkerbell out to rescue you? <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking, hey, do they send Mickey out in his uh, fire truck with the ladder? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I definitely love it. Um, yeah, I, I've never, I've actually never been stuck on the monorail. I don't, I, that's one thing I've always never, I've never had. Listen, this rides awesome. that I, there's definitely a few rides that we've all gotten stuck on. Like every, right. every time you ride it, you might even get stuck on it for a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've Absolutely. never, I've never had the privilege of getting stuck on the monorail yet. I think experience. I'd be fine with it. The one that would scare me would be the Skyliner. I don't want to get stuck on the Skyliner. Oh, yes. <laughs> that I don't... thoughts went through my mind on the Skyliner, too. I'm like, no, please don't stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, when you get stuck on the monorail and you're standing by the door, kind of odd. Like, okay, is this going to open? Yeah. And like, you know, like, what's going on? My always, my, it's like crowded. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Crowded, right? my fear is always being on that mon- on the um not on the monorail on the um on the skyliner and it falling off the thing landing in the water and the door not opening and just yeah, water yeah, slowly yeah. slowly coming in and I'm like I'm, this is this what is how it's gonna end. <laughs> but, and the music still and the music still playing. Yeah. You know, oh god. Especially if there's like water underneath you, like you're by like the pop century and art and animation. You're like, are they gonna come out by boat now and yeah. help us? And, yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, what are they gonna do? And again, I just don't want to fall. As long as I don't drop, I'm all right. But don't drop. Exactly. We don't need Tower of Terror in the skyline. (laughs) All right. So where are we going for number four? All right. Spaceship Earth is a great ride to get stuck on because, you know, you get an in-depth look at the animatronics and uh, the opportunity to smell the scents, Mm -hmm. such as once uh, we were stuck and got um, we got to spend a lot of time at the Rome section, uh, you know, the collapse of Rome scene. Mm -hmm. And you could actually smell, you know, the fire. You know, yeah, like the em- the burning embers. Yeah, the burning embers of the books. I think that scene, you know, the pigs. Yeah, we had a lot of time once to watch Michelangelo paint the entire ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's one of those rides. I think I think a lot of people get the chance to get stuck on, and I, I feel bad for the people that don't take advantage of the time that you get. Like, they, some, there's a lot of people that don't really take the advantage or see the beauty in it. So I'll be like, yes, oh, we're yes. stuck again. Like, what are we going? No, man, look around oh. because you're going to see things you might not have noticed every other time. You've been on this ride a million times, but if you get a chance to get stuck in a scene, you're going to see things that you might not have ever seen before or it might, yes. not, have not, or might not have noticed. That'll change that ride for you. So again, there's people that are like, I just want to get to the next thing, but enjoy it as the joint and be in the moment and yes. enjoy it. Yes. And when you get stuck on there, enjoy getting stuck because you're going to see something you might not have noticed before. You yeah. know, I, so, that, that is such a great point because that's exactly how we feel. That, yep, you know, exactly. Yeah, you know, like when it goes into that scene where the, you know, like the 1970s with the, you know, Bill Gates time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, wow, you know, this is cool. I would, you know, can it stop here? Yep, 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 yep. All right. Bonus time on the Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly what it is. All right, so where are we going for number three? Haunted! 
haunted. So we've gotten stuck on haunted probably almost every time we've been on, including yep. two days ago. We were just at Disneyland. But the very best spot to get stuck on haunted is when your doom buggy is tipping you backwards and the ride freezes. It's actually so relaxing. Um, I think it should become a mandatory standstill stop. Every time you ride, you get to <laughs> tip back and just lean back and relax for maybe like 45 seconds. And it's so, it's so relaxing. <laughs> yeah, and I especially love getting stuck in the graveyard scene, you know, when all the ghosts are singing and dancing and you're yep. just getting in the moment, right? And then it never gets old, right? It doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know how many times you get on. And it's great music to listen to while, while you're there, right? The music is Absolutely. so... Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you, you hear Grim Grinning Ghost. I could listen to that all day. Grim like, Grinning like, Ghost. I have it on my iPhone. <laughs> I listen to it on my iPhone. Like, I, you know, I, I love it. Oh, yeah. But, we um, play in the car even. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the way to Disney, we play, um, we have the track. So much, fun. Yeah. so much fun. And, that's, and again, that's another ride that I think everybody's gotten stuck on. Because every time you ride it, almost oh, you can get stuck yeah. on it. But again, enjoy it. Because even that's another one where it's a dark ride. So there's going to be times that you're coming through there that you might not really see some because it's dark. You don't get to focus on certain things. Yeah. So enjoy that moment that you get to sit for a little bit. A, you're in some AC for a little bit. Enjoy yeah, the extra, yeah, yeah. Enjoy yeah. the extra few minutes in the AC. Yeah. And also yeah. enjoy being able to get to see something you might not have ever picked up before. Yeah, you know, that's such a great uh, point too because just recently in the Disneyland uh, Haunted Mansion, I picked up, and I've never seen this before, um, in the attic scene. I, I didn't tell Stardust, but in the attic scene, there's actually a uh, shadow playing the piano. Wow. And I totally, because wow. you know when it moves, you know, you, it's so quick, you know? Yeah. But I looked to the left this time, and it was a piano playing go, uh, shadow of a ghost. That's, that's, yeah, that's the type of things I love. That's like the kind of things that you can't really get sometimes that you might not, you might not have caught. So that's, that's what's awesome. All right. So where are we going for number two? So we not only have the ride, but the date. It was May 10th. And it was on the day that we first went back on the people mover right after it was reopened uh, for the second time that day, we got mm-hmm. stuck with a view of the castle. Oh, yeah, does it get better than that? Yeah. It's so beautiful. The sun was setting, the castle was lit up and we already had our feet up on the seat in front of us because that's the only way to ride. And we enjoyed that magical view. And it was also romantic. It was, it was super beautiful. Yeah. And at the moment you're like, oh, get the camera, get the camera. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. You're like, I'm videoing it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a great spot to get stuck on too. And that's another ride. That's just one of those. I find the people who would be so underrated. I feel like it's one of those rides that people didn't realize they missed until it was gone for a little bit. Yes. And it was down. No, because you never you never really hear people talk about the people mover. And then we shut down for a few months. Everyone's like, where's the people mover? I and people know. got so nervous. People were almost worrying if it was, if they would get rid of it. It would have been like it would have been like anarchy, like when Ohana tried to get rid of the noodles that time. Exactly. <laughs> it would have been there would have been all sorts of like chaos if they didn't bring they're it back. back the soon. noodles and they're back. Yes. yes they'd be picketing out front, you know, bring back the people mover. Yep, oh. exactly, exactly. Okay, so your number one most magical ride or attraction to get stuck on in Disney is? Number one is Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, in the room where Sebastian and the fish are singing and dancing. Uh, yeah, you know, it's I like love a that. party in there. Yeah. It is. I've always got, you know why I always end up getting stuck on that ride? I don't really get stuck there. <laughs> I get stuck, I feel like every time, at the Ursula part. Which is another cool, which is another cool spot to get stuck on too. Yeah. yeah, you're like, hey, what's her full lines? You know, you can sit there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but um, yeah, I listen. I those are all rides that I love to get stuck on myself. Most of them I have. The only one I haven't gotten stuck on was the monorail. I have yet to have that experience. Uh, okay. So hopefully, well, that's but now that I'm a local, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I'm a local, I'll have more opportunities too. So I, I, I probably yes. will. And listen, guys, I really loved having you on the show this week. Uh, it's really been amazing. You guys are Thank so, you. you guys are so awesome. I love the content you guys create. I love the energy that just 
like you, oh, thank you. it just yeah. comes through the, the microphone and through the camera. It is so awesome. I feel like I just met my new best friends. I don't yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, so Gene, from New York, we feel like yeah. I met you for like 20 years. We've been friends. Yeah, yeah. like from the old country, as we call it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. we're all friends we from New York. We just went in the bagel shop, right? Yeah. A local pizza. Get a yeah. tail ham and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's another thing, too, is nobody does. Obviously, everybody knows the bagels. Everybody knows the pizza. You can't do that like anywhere else. I always, I always say, and people have heard me say it a million times on the show. New York does, New York and New Jersey does Italian food so good that we do it better than Italy itself. That's how good Italian. Right? But the one thing you, I, you know, a lot of people don't, a lot of people forget about is, yo, we're known for those bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches, right? Like, yes. and that's another okay. one that you don't really, you don't really realize how hard that is to find because, like, well, how hard could it be to make, make a bacon, egg, and cheese anywhere else, right? Uh, yeah, it's hard because I can't find a bacon, egg, and cheese like I can at my <laughs> local deli in, in Long Island. So I'm still waiting for that. Um, yes. And not even because of the bagel. Even on a roll, I can't find it on a roll as good as New York. It's oh, like a Kaiser, a Kaiser roll. roll, right? A Kaiser There's roll. <laughs> or you get the Hungry Man on a Hero. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. I can't find a Hungry Man down here for the life of me. You know, the closest we come to is Publix does sell pork roll. They do. Yeah, okay. yeah and you get tail ham there, you get too. the tail yeah, ham yeah. there. And so, then the Kaisers, yeah, that's the... Yeah, we haven't found an awesome Kaiser, but we do make the breakfast sandwich at home, try to recreate it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they use like, I feel like they don't use like real eggs up here, down here. I, I, or something, <laughs> something's just not right. Like something's not right. Like Florida's, Florida's a little different, right? Yeah, it's a little different. And listen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I love it. I'm so, still so glad I moved down here. I get to oh, be yeah. around Disney and around Welcome Disney people. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this new chapter of my life. Miss New York like crazy. Don't get me wrong. I am a New Yorker at heart. I'm a, I am a New Yorker by voice, as you can tell. But um, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. do miss it. But I am glad to be here. And I'm glad to see that, you know what, when you get to meet other people that move down from New York that are here and that are yeah. like in the Disney community, you realize, yeah. okay, I'm not as crazy as I once thought <laughs> or my family thinks. Because that's the thing. When you try to tell your family when you're when you know when you're in your 30s or 40s that you want to move to, to, to Orlando to be around Disney, uh, everyone in your family looks at you like, like, huh? what do you, yeah, huh? <laughs> exactly. And then, and, you, know, you, yeah. and, and, you know, and that's why I say God bless my wife. Cause she's the practical one in our family. She's the one that she's the smart one, the practical oh. one, the one that's <laughs> like, you know, the oh. one that usually tells me when, like, when she was like, Jean, settle down. Like, uh. so when she was like, you got to do it, you got to, like that, that's how I knew this was, was the right thing or the right move. Because if it wasn't, she definitely would have let me know. I probably would have had to duck or bob and weave. And, uh, but I didn't have to, she was totally on board with it. So I, I just, you know, just a shout out to my wife, Jessica, God bless her for, for allowing it. And well, yay for you and your wife and following your dreams together. This is beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I love it. And thank you for, you know, for being so supportive about it. I love it. And, uh, and Jean, you got a new friend in Florida now. Yes. Two new friends. There we go. And, yeah. uh, guys, thank you so much for stopping by, man. I, I, uh, I really you. appreciate it. Thank Have you. a magical day. Thank you, Gene. Yeah. Thank you, Gene. Wait, wait, you know what? Before you get out of here, real quick, one more time, tell everybody where they can find you guys. They can find us at The Rich and Star Show. We are vloggers, uh, YouTubers, you know, live streaming, Disney, travel, restaurants. And also on Instagram at The Rich and Star Show. And it's star with two R's. So S-T-A-R-R, The Rich and Star Show on YouTube and Instagram. Yay! Guys, if you love the energy that you're hearing right now through the speakers, know this. It's not phony at all. This is them. This is this is who they are. And it's 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 so it's so awesome because it's so natural and so real. Guys, I'm telling you right now, if you haven't checked out their show yet, you gotta check it out. I can guarantee one episode and you will be hooked. Make sure you check it out. Guys, again, thank you so much. You're welcome, thank, thank you. you. Thank All you right, well, stand I'll, <laughs> thank you. I'll be in touch. Okay, so that brings us to another edition of the most magical five. And joining us this week, we have Phil from Team Kelly. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? 
I'm doing excellent. Why don't you let everybody know uh, where to find you? I know you got a really cool uh, photography and video company. Let everybody know about it. Yeah. So we're Team Kelly. We're at Hey Team Kelly on Instagram and TikTok, most active on Instagram. That's where we usually are posting. And we just make videos. We mostly focus on video, do a little bit of photography, but we we just love capturing people's memories and just following them around the parks and having lots of fun with that. You guys really do a great job of making it almost feel like not just a home movie of, of people hanging out in the parks or just whatever they're doing, but you really put a lot of like uh, artisticness into it. It's, I, I really love what you guys do. I think it's really special like to, for people to bring, bring home these, ma- these memories, but now they have it like captured on video and you guys do a tremendous job of it. I uh, really love the work. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. We try to first take away the job of, you know, the parents having to hold the phones and worry about capturing everything themselves. And then also on top of that, try and make it as beautiful as we can. So that way, you know, in a year, two years, whenever you're looking back on the trip, you've got something really special. And super high quality, professional looking. What got you into this field? Like what made you say, let's let's start capturing people's, you know, these special moments of people in the parks and just when they're with their families, what made you want to get involved with this? So it's, it's kind of a crazy story. My wife and I, we moved here to Orlando in 2018. And at that point we had just grown up loving the parks. We came as kids. And so we just wanted to be closer to them. This was never really part of the plan, but after we got here, we ended up just looking around on Instagram, met a couple people, and then just for fun, made a video. We actually shout out to Josie. She was our guinea pig, the very first video we ever did just for fun. And we ended up making that. People loved it. And we made a couple more and then they just took off. And so we were like, hey, this this looks like it could be something good for us. So let's just pursue this and see where it goes. Very awesome that it just kind of like it just fell into your lap like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing videography for years and years, but whenever we moved down here, it was never the plan to like do anything inside of the parks or anything mm-hmm. like that. How long? So you've been doing photography, like videography, photography since you were like a kid or like, is it something that you've always had a passion for? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I started as a kid with a hobby. You know, my dad had a really old camera that he'd let me use just for fun. So just, you know, making dumb movies in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And then grew as a hobby throughout school. I did some work for like in middle school, high school, making videos for my school and things like that. And then fell off a little bit, I guess, during college. But then after that, ended up picking it back up and getting a, a full-time job working as a videographer and then went freelance a few years after that. And now here I am. That's awesome. You know, it just, there's nothing better than doing something that you're passionate about and that you love. Um, you know, they say if you, if you do something you love, you don't really work a day in your life, but that's not totally accurate. You work harder on that thing than 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 anything ever before. You just actually just enjoy the work at that point. You know what I mean? It's it's like such art. Like it's not just you know it's not just your, your random video. Like what you guys do is just really special. And I I think what you guys I think everyone should really if they if they're looking for anything like this they need to check you guys out because you guys are probably the best that I've seen at it. So you know kudos to you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we're gonna do your most magical five uh Walt Disney World photo ops and who are better to ask than than, than you Phil I mean like you obviously know what you're talking about with it so I guess let's kick it off where would, what would where would number five be yeah so this was pretty tough especially when you think about you know the entire entirety mm-hmm. of Walt Disney World but I, I think I came up with a good list at least my favorite places but number five for me would be I knew I wanted to pick one of the countries in Epcot mm-hmm. and out of all of them I think my favorite might be France no so I think that would be my my top spot in Epcot I love France too because it's got the fountains and stuff. I was actually married in um, in Disney, and we did our photo shoot with Disney photographers in in Paris, or not Paris, obviously, but in, in the France Pavilion. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we got some of our best photos came out of that French Pavilion between the fountains, and then you got the restaurants, just really nice. And you got that like the, the alleyway that goes into like where the ice cream shop is, and the and the gift shop and the and the bakery right there. 
Um, yeah. I, I just love that little area. It's it's so photo worthy, you know? Yeah, I don't get to shoot in Epcot too often because, you know, most people want Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But anytime I'm in there, we always got to stop at France. It always looks great. Very cool. All right. So where do we go for number four? Okay. Number four. I wasn't sure where I should put this on the list, but I think this is a good spot. I had to go with the classic of uh, a ride and actually picking Dumbo for number four. Okay. What is it that you love about that spot? So Dumbo is, it. you know, it's a, one of the classic rides. And I feel like if you're going to pick one ride to get photos on and you want, you know, something classic, I feel like you kind of have to go with Dumbo because it's got the, the colors are just classic Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom. You can see the castle in the background if you get on the right side. And it's just, you know, everybody knows Dumbo. So mm-hmm. if you want a picture on a ride and you want it to look Disney, you got to pick Dumbo. And it's one of those classic Disney rides, too, that even since from Disneyland that you always see just like it's just a classic. It's like quintessential Disney. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. So where are we going for number three? Number three, we're going to Animal Kingdom and we're going to be in Pandora. So Pandora is really photogenic. And the mm-hmm. great thing about Pandora, as I'm sure you know, is it looks great during the daytime, but then also at night, it looks just as good, if not better, mm-hmm. depending on who you ask. But there's so many different spots, so many different little pockets that you can see with different things in the background and the floating islands and just all of the, the trees and plants, everything. It just looks really good. Yeah, I, I agree. I always feel like it's two different places day and night. Like it looks, you know, obviously with the, with the way the lighting hits and stuff at night and it's, it's too, like you could take the same exact shot in the day and at night and it feels like two different shots. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's such a different um, feel to it, the daytime shots and the nighttime shots. Uh, I love Pandora. I was never a big avatar fan really until I actually visited Pandora. And um, now it's like, you know, I, I love avatar just purely based on, on what they did at Pandora. It's one of the more, to me, it's one of the prettiest parts of, of, of any, Disney Park is how uh, Pandora looks at night. I love it. I could hang out there and not even get in a ride, just kind of walk around and just enjoy the the, the sights and sounds of Pandora at night, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Pandora at night. I mean, I really can't think of any other area in Walt Disney World that similar to that. Like as far as mm-hmm. like that, uh, I don't know. You're so immersed in the environment. Environment. I don't know yep. if they've come close to that. I mean, it's the, well, I guess besides Star Wars. Yeah, I guess yeah. you could say Star Wars compares because that's, you know, their newest land and they definitely put a lot of effort into that. But yeah, it's yeah, still it's different though. I, I hear what you're saying because there's a part of that when I walk around Pandora, like I, and again, I love Galaxy's Edge. I think what they did there was tremendous. I think if you ask me, I feel like during the day, I like Galaxy's Edge better, but at night, I think I love, I think Pandora looks nicer at night. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. All right. So where do we go for number two? Okay. Number two is another classic. We're going to be on Sunset Boulevard with Tower of Terror in the background in Mm. Hollywood studios. And you got to get that lighting right, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little tricky because the lighting can be a little harsh depending on what time of day you go. But Mm -hmm. if you can get, you know, either, I mean, in general, we always like to shoot either first thing in the morning or later in the afternoon, evening around sunset. Mm -hmm. And usually those two times you're pretty safe on Sunset Boulevard. But yeah, just another classic shot, Tower of Terror in the background. Everybody recognizes that. A big hotel. Everybody knows exactly what that is. So that's another good one. So where do we go for the number one most magical photo op spot in all of Disney? Where are we going? Well, <laughs> Speaking so a lot of pressure, no- right? Yeah. For number one, I'm sure you can guess exactly what I'm about to say, but you have to, I mean, if you're looking for the number one photo spot in all of Walt Disney World, it has to involve Cinderella's Castle. Yes. So there are a lot of different angles that you can see this from so many different places in Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom. But if I had to pick one favorite, besides just directly in front of it, you know, like right around the partner mm-hmm. statue, besides that, I would have to go with the wishing well off to the right. Okay. So that way okay. you can incorporate that. You know, I love the, 
I don't know, I guess the railing that they have there. And then you can see the castle in the background. And if you hit it just right with sunset, it's perfect. It's I was about a, to say it, that sunset makes it a whole, a whole level, different level of shot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's about as magical as you can get. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I, we do that one all the time too. We never really do that many of in front of the castle. We would go in that, that section there. And we also go sometimes on the other side over by um, Liberty tree. Um, oh yeah. 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 Like right over there, like right behind there. And you get to see, you get that, that other view of the castle from the other side. I love that, that view too. We do a lot of that one as, as well. Uh, I think we the, have a, the one with the, that you were just talking about. Is that sleepy hollow? Is oh, called? sleepy hollow. Sleepy hollow. My bad. Sleepy hollow. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I just hollow. remembered. <laughs> You got yeah, it right. that, so that one's great. If you go, that one's good. I like to go on that side in the morning because then the sun is on the opposite side mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. It, and behind you and you can still see the castle, but then yeah, sunset on the, on the other side with the wishing well. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a picture like every year of my daughter by sleepy hollow on that angle there too. So, but yeah. So, so what do you got going on? Anything good? You got anything planned for like the 50th? Any big any show, shoots? No, not specifically for that. I think we're actually trying to avoid the parks a little bit right around the 50th <laughs> yeah. just because we know it's going to be super crazy. Yeah. But once it calms down, then, you know, we'll definitely be in there trying to get some, some new footage, see what all they've got going on with the different celebrations and cavalcades and whatever else might be happening. And let me ask you a question because it gets, it, you know, the parks do get so crowded. How is it, um, how, how hard do you have a, have a time? Do you have shooting uh, like families and stuff that trying to capture their moments? Is it hard with, with the crowds or is there, is there like a, like a trick that you have? So in general, I'd, I'd say it's really not too bad. I mean, we've, there've been shoots where it's been very crowded, but if you're a little bit patient and just kind of look for the right angles, you can usually do a good job of cutting people out of the background or at finding, mm-hmm. you know, different spots that aren't quite as crowded. And other times, you know, you can just get lucky. <laughs> Very cool. And how looks so just for people that might have questions about how, to, how how this would work if they wanted to hire you guys to do it. How does how long of it? How long do you spend with the families when you like say you're going to Magic Kingdom with a family, right? Mm-hmm. How long are you with them in, in Magic Kingdom? Yes, yeah, so we have a few different options. The shortest amount of time is one hour, so that's mm-hmm. our smallest session. We'll spend an hour with them, and just in general, how our sessions work is the you know the family books just for whatever time period they choose. And then I basically just follow them around with the camera. They can go wherever they want, do whatever they want. They they make their own plans and figure out what they want to do. We don't really plan anything for them. And then I'll just, you know, capture it along the way, get all the different shots and then edit it together. So we've got the the hour shoot, then we go up to two hours. And then from there we go, we have a six hour package that's good oh, wow. for if, if they want to just capture the entire day straight, or if they want to break it up and do like, you know, a couple different parks over a couple different days. That's good for that too. Oh, that's awesome. That's there. That's that's really cool. Now, like they must feel like people must look at them then like, oh, are they famous? Because they got someone <laughs> following around with a camera, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I try to I try to blend in as much as I can and be like as, as nonchalant as possible, just because you know, we obviously don't want to attract attention or anything like that. But yeah. yeah, I try to, you know, as as best I can, I try to just become part of the group, I'm part of the family and just uh, you know, hanging out with them. That's cool. That's really cool. Well, you know, Phil, I just want to say, like, again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You guys are, I feel like, one of the best at doing it. I think your work is phenomenal. Um, so for anybody out there that might be looking to capture some a special vacation on video and photo, uh, please, again, tell them where they find you again. Yep. We're on Instagram. That's where we are the most, at Hey Team Kelly. Hey is in hello, at Hey Team Kelly. And then in our bio there, you'll see our email address where you can reach out for booking. And that's just hello at heyteamkelly.com. Guys out there, please, if, if you're looking for a cool, something different, you, that way you can be in the photos. Someone doesn't always have to be out of the photos or out of the video. If you want your family just videoed and, and enjoying that special day in the parks, 
I'm telling you right now, hit up Hey Team Kelly on, on Instagram or and, and get to them and, and have them and hire them to do this because I vouch for them 100%. I've seen a lot of their work. Um, they are phenomenal. So I, I, I'll tell people who will check things out. I never really always vouch. I'm vouching for these guys. They are phenomenal at what they do. If you're looking for something to capture, the par- capture you in the parks and not have to have one of your, your family members taking the video and not being on camera, this is a perfect opportunity to reach out to Team Kelly and have them do it for you. And again, like I 100% vouch for them. They are phenomenal. Check them out. Phil, thank you so much for stopping by this week, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Gene. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure and uh, we'll see you soon. Yep. See you soon. Okay, guys, that's been episode 59 of the Disney Underground. We want to thank all our guests for stopping by and giving us their most magical fives. Uh, it was a ton of fun getting to know them and getting to know what they like in Disney. Uh, guys, uh, as usual, you can find us on Instagram at the Disney Underground, all one word. And you can also find us, obviously, on all your streaming services. You can find us on Magic of the Mouse Radio every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturdays at 1 p.m. St- Eastern Standard Time. And you now also can find us on FPE Network on YouTube every Thursday, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. We're going live you're going to get to hear us completely unedited, completely no filter, just talking some Disney every 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday nights on FPE Network on YouTube. So please check us out every Thursday. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're getting us live. You're getting us basically with no filter. So come check it out, guys. All right. Let's get out of here. My name is Gene. You can check me out on at the Magical Lifestyle on Instagram. And it's going to be at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle and come check it out and guys remember have a great today a better tomorrow we'll see you next time